Hello, everybody. It's Dave Neal, stand-up comic host of Bachelor Nation News here on this first Monday of September, the 4th, 2023. It's Labor Day, everybody. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Bachelor Rush Hour on this special holiday episode. Uh, Labor Day is the first Monday in September and is an annual celebration of the social and economic achievements of American workers. I've uh, been celebrating Labor Day for 141 years, parades and barbecues, and of course, a podcast, Bachelor Rush Hour. Do me a favor if you enjoy this episode. Maybe you're traveling on this Labor Day. Maybe you're stuffed full of barbecue food or a milkshake or whatever it is you got going on out there. Uh, just remember the fight to uh, make sure workers' rights is a living fight that continues to go on. SAG After's on strike. The Writers Guild of America is on strike. There's been hotel unions and uh, postal workers and UPS, a lot of different strikes happening. Unions coming together to fight against the greedy uh, owners out there that uh, are hoarding all the profits. So uh, let's get it there. Remember, the middle class is strong here in the good U.S. of A. And we have a middle class podcast for you today. I'm going to share some of the more interesting clips and actually very busy uh, day today here for a podcast. Um, I already made a video out that was my um, uh, Joe and Serena wedding video. That's right, Joe, grocery store Joe and Serena got married uh, 10 months ago in the courthouse, but now they are officially married in the public eye with a Bachelor Nation wedding. We counted at least 11 different sponsors on the People article. As you know, these People articles are essentially a listicle of different product placement. My favorite was the Avita a hairspray. It was the first time I've seen a hairspray sponsor within a wedding th- video, but I got to tell you, it's a, it makes sense. I mean, why they don't have um, sort of the after wedding sponsors for maybe the uh, uh, when the wedding gets, um, you know, official, the behind the scenes sponsor of the wedding is, uh, you know, maybe maybe some love oils. I don't know, folks. What you know, whatever whatever floats their boat there. But we're happy that they are have crossed the finish line, and their vows were interesting, to say the least. Let's go straight to it. Here's grocery store Joe reading his vows at his wedding, which went over this weekend in Charleston, South Carolina. Have a listen. I remember walking down to the beaches of paradise, very pessimistic. I even told myself, just leave this place single. But as soon as I hit the sand, I was a nervous wreck. I started losing it. I was anxious, straight panic. And then, there you were. Brown eyes, beautiful smile, curly hair. I took a deep breath. I walked over to you and said, Walls, I'm so happy you're here. That was, that was good. <laughs> Dear Serena. Oh, it's about me now. Dear Serena, I promise the rest of my vows are solely for you. I remember. All right, so there she is. Serena's saying, oh, it's about me now. And it's like, Serena, trust me, it's all about you. That was the one part that Joe had for him. But either way, uh, happy for the couple. We have some non-bachelor news. Burning Man's an absolute disaster. Uh, some celebrity couples might be calling it quits. We'll get to those stories in a moment. But first, here's Matt James and Rachel Kirkconnell on the Playing Let's Get Deep 
I believe, YouTube channel. And here they are getting deep, talking about what disgusts them in a relationship. Have a listen. What is the grossest thing you've ever seen me do? You are so gross. Oh, my gosh. Um, You are. You are. <laughs> Dang. I don't know. I'm so gross, but yet not, well, you're not gr- one thing to say. No, you're gross with, like, your gas and then, like... You know, your your bowels. <laughs> so she said he's gross with his gas and bowels. And if you watch, respectfully, if you watch Rachel Kirkconnell and Matt James on Instagram, the amount of food they eat, I mean, there's cheese on everything. So I would not be surprised if the exhaust system has a hard time processing all of the food they put through them. But hey, that's probably, a, uh, that's probably worth it, right? <laughs> that's some collateral damage that you can live with. What? I would say this is one thing that's gross that anyone else would hate. You throwing your chewed up gum just anywhere around the house. He won't take it to the trash. He'll just throw it on the ground. And he's like, I'll get that later. Yeah. Or like he'll just put it on the table or like put it on. I'll, I'll be stepping in gum all the time. I'll like put my elbow in it. That's probably it's the grossest gross, thing. Yeah. All right. What white lie do you tell me most often? Are you listening? What? Because you'll be like, you'll That's tell me something. That's not a lie. Yeah, you'll be telling me something on the phone. And I'm like on TikTok oh, or on Instagram. Yeah, and I can tell now. Yeah. And I'm I like, can't. what did I just say? Yeah, and you'll make me repeat it back. I never, I can never repeat it back. That's what, that's a relationship, folks. It's, it's about quizzing each other. <laughs> a good relationship. Do you even know what I said? Do you know where we're supposed to be today? It's like, uh, can you just tell me? I don't know. I don't want to flunk the quiz. I didn't know. I, I didn't study for this moment. Dang, that one wasn't fun because I already knew that. In what way are we the most different? I would say the biggest thing is like, I feel like I'm like a turtle and you're like a jackrabbit. Like I like my rest and I like to just chill and you're up at like four or 5 a.m. running 20 miles, working out, running throughout the city the entire day. You like can't stand still where I love to stand still. You know, it's it's good to be different in a relationship. So she claims she's a turtle and he's a jackrabbit. I wonder what the fantasy suite is like there. All right, look, uh, probably my favorite couple. Uh, if, if, if you say, Dave, you can only consume content from one bachelor couple for the rest of your life. I think it's Matt James and Rachel Kirkconnell. It's a type of couple, if they were ever to release a breakup statement, I would truly feel bad because I have a sad and unique parasocial relationship with them. <laughs> Not that they know. Uh, but either way, I know we've all got that, right? We've all got those couples we just like think are really cool. So when they don't work out, we go, mom and dad, no. But either way, they look happy and strong, probably because they didn't get engaged on the show. They took their relationship at their own pace and good for them. We'll play some more clips maybe um, on a future episode, but let's keep on barreling through the content we have. Actually, you know what? Let's do this. I've got Grocery Store Joe. I have a sort of uh, review of his initial thoughts of Serena. Now that they're married, here's what they initially thought. I'll have that right after a quick word from our sponsor. All right, let's go back to some Bachelor news here. There's This is Grocery Store Joe in his initial thoughts of Serena. Now that they're married, it's always good to go back and hear what they initially were thinking here. This is from an old episode of the Clickbait Podcast, the now defunct Clickbait Podcast. My top four would be Serena P. from Toronto. Okay. Serena P. Did you see her? That's what you think is going to win. Yeah, I think she's really, really pretty. Now I'm basing this. I mean, I'm basing this. Wait, Serena. Of course, this is Joe 
looking at Serena when she was on, was it Matt James season of The Bachelor? Do I have that right? So very nice. I mean, very nice. I mean, can you imagine if he was like, yeah, I don't really get it. You know, this is where you have to be careful that what you say about people online because it stays forever. Serena C. P. P. It's in Paul. Oh. There's a P. Yeah. There's a Serena P. She's from, she's from Toronto. She's very pretty. Uh, oh, yes. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Toronto like, girl. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, she's... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Why? What? What is okay. it about her that like really just draws you? Why um, her? Well, I think she's. I think she's really, really attractive. Okay. So, they, so they, they, they. She's attractive. That's all he knows. What? What? He doesn't know what, uh, any of her core beliefs yet. These are first impressions. But now they're obviously married. So a very nice little love moment they had there. And in other bachelor relationships, we have Nick and Natalie. Natalie's pregnant, folks, and he's talking about the idea that he actually might not that he will love his kid, but he might not like his kid. This this angered some people. But let's see if it's a, a rational thought. You know, we talk a lot about that I'm kind of nervous to admit we know we will love our child we know unconditionally our children will, will will not want for love we will be there by their side through good times and bad there is no guarantee we're gonna like our kid uh, <laughs> I'm just he's saying. like, we are biggest fear. I'm like, no, bitch, that's yours, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm just being honest. We're born with different personalities. And like, we all love our siblings, but we all have siblings that we wouldn't necessarily hang out with if they weren't our siblings. You know, like you don't get to pick family. If you're thinking about it, it's the same with kids. Like, I'm going to love my kid, but what if we just have different personalities? And I just think that's part of parenting, of realizing that you love your child, but like being in the same room might be awkward am i nuts there will be moments that nick won't like our child because they're just like annoying or whatever but i don't think overall you'll be like yeah i just don't fuck with that kid like love him but like yeah he's just like not really my own no of course i will love my child unconditionally but i'm just objectively realizing that there is no guarantee they're gonna pop out and be like yeah we're best friends you know like we just might be different people wouldn't it be funny if Nick's kid becomes a fan of reality, Steve? <laughs> the kid comes out, he's like, I've been listening to this podcast. Have you heard of this Steve Carbone guy? And Nick's like, no, uh, I understand Nick's point. People, you know, people like to give him a hard time, but I understand his point. Although I don't, when he says he doesn't like, he might not like his kid. I think, I don't know if he's using, he's seeing, he's using the term like and love. And of course he's going to love his kid. I think he'll like his kid, but I think more, it's less like and more annoyed. Like, yeah, I think you can be annoyed by your kid you can be annoyed by your partner hey heck i annoy myself sometimes you know what i mean so sure that'll happen all right we got all the bachelor news today here's Susie evans telling a story on tiktok about life and dating in la have a listen to Susie. let's let's assume that things aren't going well went to a party by myself in la tonight and at some point i met this guy we had a lot in common we chatted for a while and then i kind of gave the whole like hey i'm gonna go do a lap and say hey to the person that invited me and then probably get out of here it was so nice to meet you and this person was like no i'm gonna come with you and i was like no 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 it's totally cool i'm good and he was like no it's cool i'll come with you and i was like no really it's fine. And then he was like, no, because when I walk away from you, guys are going to be on you like glue because other guys want what I have. <laughs> and I said, Let me be clear. You think guys are going to be on me like glue because of you? That's so silly. <laughs> I said, good night. Pulled out my taser, walked myself to my car. Thank you. So easy now, too, because girls, we walk around with flip phones. This looks like a little a chunky little flip phone. And then all of a sudden, gotcha, bitch. 
So Susie Evans showing off her new taser, which, uh, you know, look, guys like a woman who can stun, but I didn't know if this was the style. Either way, very funny. Welcome to Dating in Los Angeles, Susie. It's a real disaster out there. All right. And speaking of disasters, Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner. We know Joe Jonas from the Jonas Brothers. uh, And then we know Sophie Turner from Game of Thrones headed for divorce. This is reported by TMZ. Uh, There was a shot of Joe going ringless a few weeks ago in New York City while he was making a coffee run. Although last night at his concert, you know, the Jonas Brothers were on tour, he had his ring on. So, um, you know, as far as what the hell's going on with them, not too sure, but TMZ's reporting that uh, it's not looking good. It looks like he goes back and forth between putting it on and taking it off. Just yesterday, he posted a shot of him and his brothers for Labor Day, and there he's wearing it. Of course, some fans took that to mean everything's A-OK, which we know it isn't. Regardless of whether he rocks the ring or not, our Sources are firm on this much. Their marriage is circling the drain and on its way to family court in due time. Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner are headed towards divorce, TMZ has learned. Sources with direct knowledge tell TMZ Joe had his people contact and consult with at least two L.A. area divorce lawyers, and he's on the cusp of filing divorce docs to end his marriage to Sophie. Our sources say the couple has had serious problems for at least six months, and we're told over the last three months, Joe has been caring for their two young children pretty much all of the time, even as his band was touring. We're told Joe currently has both kids as the group plays around the U.S., and they recently sold their Miami mansion. They bought the place a year ago and sold it fairly quickly for a decent profit. Oh, isn't it nice to be rich? They probably buy a $3 million Miami home. Next thing you know, they blink. It's worth 4.5. Everyone's richer. All right, but either way, sucks for them. Didn't really follow their relationship at all, but you know, still, you know, you never like to see it. All right, we've got Burning Man news. Uh, uh, what a disaster. Do you guys, are you familiar with Burning Man? I mean, it seems like a great festival. It's in the middle of nowhere. Everyone drives in and brings a camper. They wreck it. Or maybe, you know, there's no currency. There's no Venmo. You just, like, share gifts with each other. Well, there was a lot of rain that hit Burning Man, and it's led to a death and a lot of other possible disaster if you know they might have to bring the national guard in there new details revealed about festival death as organizers plow on with finale plans burning man washout has led to spread of rampant and debunked conspiracy theories online including false claims of an ebola outbreak New details have been released about the death of a man at the Burning Man Festival after around 70,000 attendees were trapped on the site in the midst of an unexpected storm. Yet, a little bit of rain can go a long way when you don't have infrastructure. So, they're in the desert, it rains, and apparently the mud from the rain is like so hard to walk in four-wheel cars are stuck all over the place no one's getting around it's a complete and utter disaster burning man descended into chaos over the weekend as severe flooding left thousands struck on site the entrance was closed and revelers were urged to conserve water food and fuel let's have an update from people on the ground here uh there's a bunch of tiktoks coming out real disaster happening an update we got three quarters of an inch of rain travel is impossible and there's about seventy thousand people stranded on a barren lake bed but fortunately burners are badass and brought all the supplies we need or most of them 
All right, so there he was. He said, most of us brought the supplies we need. Uh, but of course, one of the bigger issues is that the porta johns are down. So people are just kind of pooping uh, all over the place, which cannot be good for spreading disease, especially when a lot of people are barefoot. I mean, it's a real disaster. Now, I think a lot of people are saying, oh, sucks to be them because, you know, maybe this is kind of like a fire festival thing. When the fire festival disaster happened, most people didn't have sympathy. Oh, you bought all these expensive tickets, dumb millennials, well, you know, that, that type of thing. Uh, but uh, the truth is, it's a real dangerous situation and an other, uh, otherwise, you know, great idea to have this festival on a barren lake bed. Uh, but of course, with a little bit of rain, that can really change things. On Sunday, Burning Man Communications said in a statement that the death was unrelated to the weather. Now, it is true. Somebody dies at Burning Man every year. I mean, there's 70,000 people. Somebody's gonna die. That's just what's going they would have all died if there was a festival in a library library festival leads to death of one you know it's going to happen the drama has led to spread of rampant and debunk okay we got the conspiracy theories down burning man said that the site is expected to open on monday that's today though obviously weather dependent the festival is also plowing out plans to burn its iconic effigy later today after it was post postponed due to the severe rain and flooding the man burn will not happen tonight sunday it is now scheduled for monday at 9 p.m. The festival said in an update on Sunday evening. Yeah, I don't know if you guys knew this, but Burning Man Festival actually burns a man. That's why they call it Burning Man. So look, we'll, we'll wrap up with some more content, but a quick word from our sponsor. All right, let's wrap up this Labor Day with uh, two different stories, a sad one and then a weird one. The sad story, I follow this all weekend long. There was a bunch of TikToks that went viral. And I say a bunch of TikToks because it was at a gender reveal party. And you never hear of a gender reveal party on the internet unless it's a disaster. And this was a disaster. Pilot dies after plane crashes during gender reveal party in Mexico. Now I'll explain what the gender reveal was. There was a giant sign that said, oh baby, with a bunch of uh, 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 helium balloons all stacked around. I mean, it's like a 15 foot high sign. And it's in a giant field. And then from a distance, a plane flies over the Oh Baby sign. I mean, it's probably only 50 feet off the ground, like a crop duster plane, and it releases the color of the gender. Blue for boy, pink for girl. Gender norms, I know, I get it, right? But either way, the plane pulls up and, and does like a and it, go, it does like a 90 degree climb as it's dumping the pink powder. So everyone cheers, it's a bit, it's a girl, ah. But as the plane does this sort of aggressive incline, one of its wings rips off and then it just spirals out of control and crashes. And I, I swear there's like 30 versions of this video. Everyone who took the TikTok video, because they were all filming it for this big reveal, everyone who took the video must have posted it online. The pilot's dead, uh, which it's like, I mean, I was hoping the pilot would have survived this disaster because you want some good news. But gosh, really, I mean, is this not the most cursed way to have a baby? Uh, gender reveals out there should not lead to death or wildfire or any of these other scenarios of just absolutely insanity out there. A pilot has died after the plane he was flying as part of a gender reveal party in Mexico crashed on Sunday. Video posted online shows the plane releasing pink smoke as it flies over a couple waiting in front of a sign that reads, Oh Baby, surrounded by pink and blue balloons. The recording captures the moment the plane's left wing appears to separate from the fuselage as it flies away from the group of people below. Here's the actual clip of the gender reveal. I know you can't probably you know, hear much, but this is it. Here comes the plane. 
Jesus, that's terrible. And it was. Either way, a lot of people didn't notice the plane because, you know, the couple that's doing the reveal, they're in this happy moment. They're shooting cannons of pink uh, glitter everywhere. But again, there, there needs to be some sort of gender reveal regulation out there. All right. In a separate story, our last story of the day, Emma Stone, if you grew up like I did with movies like Easy A and uh, was she Mean Girls? No, that was Lindsay Lohan. Uh, Emma Stone was the Lindsay Lohan reincarnate, uh, embraced graphic sex for new Flick plays Lady with a Child's Mind. Emma Stone is getting Oscar buzz for a new movie of hers where she's in some balls-to-the-wall sex scenes, bearing it all, even though her character's technically a child. Well, that's strange. This one's a little dicey, but it's being talked about a ton this weekend among attendees at both the Telluride Film Festival here in Colorado and the Venice Film Festival in Italy, where her latest offerings, Poor Things, got screened and which is getting rave reviews. Now, as you guys know, because of the SAG strike, she's not allowed as a card-carrying member of the Screen Actors Guild to do any promotions, so which kind of stinks. I understand, you know, it's it's worth being in solidarity with your fellow union members, but to do what could be an Oscar-winning performance, and she can't even talk about it. But hey, that's what we do when we celebrate locking arms on a day like today, on Labor Day. The movie's about a lady who gets brought back to life, Frankenstein style. Frankenstein. Frankenstein style, by this time with the brain of a young kid. So she's back all doe-eyed, naive, and apparently horny, too. Golly, this is weird. As far as what age she's supposed to be portraying in the film, it's hard to pin down exactly, but some outlets have used the term infant to characterize the type of child she's playing. Essentially, her role as Bella supposedly plays out a sexual liberation odyssey, and word is, this one is raunchy as hell, with Emma Stone embracing all of it. All right. There it is, folks. We have some clip of it. Let's see if we... Not, not a clip of the performance, but maybe an interview. I mean, it's a shame that Emma cannot be here with us to speak more about it because it's weird, you know, that it will be coming all from me. Uh, but how we... Were, first of all, it was very... An intrinsic part of the, of the novel itself. Uh, you know, her, her freedom about everything, including sexuality. Uh, and secondly, it was very important for me to not make a film which was going to be prude because that would be like completely betraying the main character so we had to uh be confident and again like the character have no shame and emma had to have no shame about her body nudity in you know engaging uh, in those scenes by the way, I mean, this is one way to sell a movie, full nudity. So that's one way to sell it. Uh, Poor Things is the most technically dazzling film Yorgos Lanthimos has constructed. Is he Greek? It sounds Greek. A sexually liberating pro-feminist imaginative tale of reawakening and discovery featuring the best performance of Emma Stone's career. Mark Ruffalo has never been funnier. A sensational triumph. All right, folks, you got me hooked. Anyway, that's going to do it for us today. That's all of our content. If there's any of the breaking news stories, we'll get to it. But if you haven't caught up on the Justin Glaze interview. You can go check that out, or if you want to watch my reaction to Serena Pitt and Grocery Store Joe's wedding vows and want to see all of the different uh, visuals from their wedding shoot, that's over on YouTube. You can go check that out. Otherwise, I'll be back tomorrow. I've been Dave Neal. Happy Labor Day. This was Bachelor Rush Hour. Bachelor Rush Hour.